5, um, verse 1. So, once when he was standing on the shore of Lake Gennesaret, this is Jesus, the crowd was pushing into him to better hear the word of God. He noticed two, two boats tied up. The fishermen had just left them and they were out scrubbing their nets. He climbed into the boat that was Simon's and asked him to pull out a little from the shore. Sitting there, using the boat for a pulpit, he taught the crowd. How cool would that be, you know, like standing on a boat using that as your pulpit, preaching to the crowd? There's going to be some logistical and health and safety issues there, um, you know, balancing and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, when he finished teaching, he said to Simon, push out into deep water and let your nets out for a catch. Simon said, Master, we've been fishing hard all night and haven't even caught a minnow. But if you say so, I'll let out the nets. It was no sooner than done, a huge haul of fish straining the nets past capacity. They waved to their partners on the, in the other boat to come help them. They filled both boats, nearly swamping them with the catch. Simon Peter, when he saw it, fell to his knees before Jesus. Master, leave. I'm a sinner and I can't handle this holiness. Leave me to myself. When they pulled in that catch of fish, all overwhelmed Simon and everyone with him. And it was the same with James and John, Zebedee's sons, co-workers of Simon. Jesus said to Simon, there is nothing to fear. From now on, you'll be fishing for men and women. They pulled their boats up on the beach, left them next to the wall, and followed him. Push out into deep water. I just love, just love that. I've been thinking about that a lot this week. So here, you know, we live by the lake, and we go paddleboarding and kayaking and stuff a lot um, during summer, which is quite awesome. Um, and yeah, sometimes when you're in the paddleboard or the kayak, you have it pulled right up onto the shore to either you know get onto or get. Um, out of the kayak or paddleboard. Um, and when you're there on the water, like pulled up on the shore, the water's a bit shallow, it's not as deep, and you can't move as much. Um, you potentially beach dares on the ground um, a little. You can't really move far unless you're pretty uncoordinated and manage to fall out sideways into the water, which is a possibility, let's be honest. Um, so in order to actually head out into the water to paddle or to, to kayak or whatever, and to no longer be stuck um, on the shore, often you need to give yourself a little push, right? So either doing your own little, you know, really awkward hip wiggle where you're trying to like shimmy out of the push it back, or um, or else by getting someone else to push you out. You know, we have to push out into deeper water in order to be able to move more freely, um, to have more stability than when we're on than when we're part on land and part on water, and in order for us to go forwards. Okay. It's a bit like that with God. We can stay in the shallow waters, or we can push out into deeper with Him. You know, we can read our Bible each morning and then put this aside, read it like a story, and then go on with our day, not really taking it in. Or we can grab hold of His Word and get a deep into it, a deep into our spirit. You know, where we gain revelation that changes our life, it changes our perspective, changes everything. Now, we can say our sweet little prayers and sing a little song about Him, or we can have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. No, we get to decide how deep we want to go. Push out into deep water. So what does it look like when we push out into deep water? Now, what does it look like when we push into deep water with God? So, well, on a paddleboard, it's a wee bit wobbly. If anybody's seen me on a paddleboard, it's very wobbly. I have this fear of falling off. And so I will do anything, no matter how awkward it looks like, not to fall off. And the whole reason is I can't get back on. Um, <laughs> so I'll be stuck out in the lake having to push the paddleboard back in and swim behind it. So I will do everything I can not to fall off. I've only fallen off once, but everything else has been very uncomfortable and very awkward looking um, just in order to stay up. 
You know, so regardless as to whether it's me pushing myself out or someone pushing me off the shore, the chances of me getting wet are pretty high. Um, so often I'll start on my knees and like kind of push myself out, not having anyone help me because I don't necessarily trust them, and try and keep myself stable before I can um, in a position to stand up. So I'm often pushing out backwards um, so that I can get into a bit of the deeper water and then turn myself around and then paddle where I want to go. The, um, there's a keel on the um, and the, a fin on the back of the paddleboard, so if it's around the wrong way, then that gets grounded into the into the ground, and then you kind of fall off anyway because you're not moving anywhere. Um, so yeah, and initially, I when I'm pushing backwards, I can't actually see where I'm going because I'm pushing or where I'm pushing out to. Because um, there's a so there's a huge element of trust that comes with that. Um, trust that I'm going to manage to stay upright. Trust that my family aren't going to come along and try and push me in and tip me up because they're fans of that. I know they're in denial. <laughs> um, so when we push out into deeper water with God, there's a huge element of trust. You know, we're letting go of the safety nets of the shore, the things that can provide us with security and comfort, the shallowness to step out into something a bit deeper and a bit unknown. You know, what does that sure look like? Is it safe and secure, or is it a restriction? No, is it where you're supposed to be right now, or is it time for deeper water? Letting go of the shore can be a really scary thing to do. You know, as humans, we're fans of the familiar. You know, this feels familiar, so it's safe, so I'll stay here. And we are also creatures of habit. You know, this is what I've always done. This is what I'm always going to do. But you'll always get the same results if you always do what you've always done. You know, pushing out into deeper water requires a letting go of the safety net and trusting God. I know that when I push out into the water, there's a moment where I have absolutely no control. Like, none whatsoever. I'm being propelled backwards with the, with the moment, momentum of the push, and I'm trying to get my balance to turn in the right direction. You know, there's a vulnerability in that moment. You know, I could fall, out, fall and end up in the water. Um, which I tried very hard not to happen, but the possibility is real. Now, I could back into something or someone, the kids swimming behind me that I can't see, and I could fall into the water. Um, I could not get off the shore clear enough and um, have the paddleboard stop and stay stationary, and I keep going, um, and then end up in the water. Um, so all of these in- involve me looking a bit like an idiot, um, which is never a bit of fun. Or I can push out, let go, and despite a few wobbles, despite not being able to see right away, manage to stand up and turn in the right direction and go on smoothly into deeper water, trusting in God that I won't fall. And there have been moments of times where I've been praying, going, God, don't let me fall. Don't let me fall. Don't let me fall. Um, and it always involves like really awkward like stances trying to... Yeah, it's not pretty. But that initial moment of pushing out and letting go, while vulnerable, gives me the momentum to go out deeper and into new directions on the paddleboard. Now, one of the things that I've found with this is how you push out makes a difference. So if you tentatively, like kind of like slowly push out, you're actually um, not as stable as when you've got momentum. So if you give a decent push, straight and firm, you can, you can get out quite well and be quite stable and go out quite far. But if it's just a big tentative one, you know, like you can be quite wobbly and, and unstable. And I think sometimes we can do that. Sometimes we prefer to be tentative um, because we think that's going to be safer for us, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes the better thing for us to do is to push out firm and confidently and and just trust that it's going to be okay.
Okay. Pushing out into deeper water, into deeper things of God, and involves letting go and allowing ourselves to be vulnerable. We aren't always so good at that. Um, we like to be in control. Okay, well, I like to be in control. Um, but staying in the shallow water at the shore isn't actually going to serve us or anybody else well. So what does it look like to push out into deeper water with God? It looks a bit unknown. We start off not knowing what direction this is going to take us. You know, um, you can be vulnerable as you start to let go of the things that you rely on um, to be your safety other than God. And sometimes letting go of those things, those habits, those, those thoughts, those beliefs that have been so ingrained in us for so long, it can be really hard and really scary to let those go and to change your mindset. But as you turn around and, and go towards out into the deeper water, there's a freedom that comes. You're not restricted by the shallow water near the shore. And there's a boldness that comes as you realise that you have not fallen, that you're safe and secure. And that the further out you go, you realise, I can do this. It's okay. God's got me. You know, God is wanting us to push out deeper with him. To go deeper into his word, where it's not just a nice book or a story. But we walk in the realisation that it is living and active. That it is his word for us today. And it's just as powerful and relevant to us now as it was 2,000 years ago. And the readers write and have revelation of who God is and who we are in him. To hunger and thirst for the word and to be satisfied. And he wants us to go deeper into his word. He's through every single one of us. He's speaking to through his word. You know, he wants us to go deeper into his presence. To encounter the Holy Spirit. To be changed and impacted by his presence. To recognize the encounter with him. As an encounter, because sometimes things can happen like, oh, oh, is that what that was? And to hear his voice and clearly recognize that this is God speaking to me right now. To trust and obey in spite of what circumstance and logic may say. And to see God move. And there's so much that, um, so many things that happen that we can look at that situation with logic and go, well, that doesn't make sense and that's never going to work because logically this, things, this, things, this. Because God says, I say. By faith, I say. And so when we step into that faith and go deeper in trusting him and see him move, incredible. So how do we do that? You know, we need to recognize when we are stuck on the shore. What are the things that we use as our safety net? Where do we find our security? We need to look at those and recognize them for what they are. And then we need to give those to God. And it's pretty simple. You don't need to like build an altar and have a sacrifice or anything like that. Throw your CDs or anything on the in the fire and, and you know, all that kind of stuff. It's just thank God. I'm sorry. I've been finding my security in in this or in this rather than in you. I've been trusting this and relying on, on this crutch that I've had in my life rather than you. And just, I give it to you. I give it to you. It's all it is. It's simple. Well, it's simple, but you've still got to work for it. You know? God, help me with my faith. Help me to trust in you more than this. Help me to, to rely on you more than myself. Help me to, to bring situations and circumstances to you rather than relying on, on myself or relying on my habits to get me through. You know, 
chocolate makes a lot of things feel better, but doesn't solve any problems. <laughs> you know, like, there are times um, when, you know, I've been like, oh, things are not right, things are not good, and I'll reach for the chocolate, which is not good on a number of levels, um, the bank account or the waistline. But, you know what? Oh, this should be my refuge. God should be my answer. God should be where I'm taking comfort from. And the chocolate should just be like an every now and then treat. <laughs> it's also, it should be a learning self-control and all that kind of stuff. You know, ask God to take you deeper. Give me ears to hear and eyes to see what you are doing and what you are saying to me in these circumstances. Give me a hunger and a passion for your word. Give me revelation. Now, God doesn't hold those things on, back on from us. And in fact, quite the opposite. Now, he will meet us everywhere, in every situation, in every circumstance. It says in Deuteronomy 4 that even there, if you seek God, your God, you'll be able to find him. If you're serious, looking for him with your whole heart and soul, when troubles come and all these awful things happen to you, in future days you'll come back to God, your God, and listen obediently to what, you, to what he says. God, your God, is above all a compassionate God. And he will not abandon you. He won't bring you to ruin. He won't forget the covenant with your ancestors which he swore to them. If you seek God, you'll be able to find him. He's not playing hide and seek and going, oh, they're looking for me, I'm just going to go hide over here in the corner. <laughs> He's not doing that. If you want God, if you seek him, he will meet you there every time. Like, hi, I'm here. Let's hang out. Let's talk what's going on. Let me in. Tell me what's happening. We'll always find God when we want him, when we seek him. The same if we want more of him. If we want more of him, he will always give us more of him. He's not a stingy God. He's a generous God. And he will always meet us there and not leave us hanging. Going deeper with God requires us to deal with the stuff that holds us back, that restricts us, that keeps us tied to the shallow water. Sometimes we just don't want to. Now, no, there's no issues. You know, we may not want to acknowledge something um, because it's it's a comfort or because it's 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 painful, um, or we just don't want to give it up. You know, but God is a God of the of the beautiful exchange, and He always exchanges up. He always exchanges up. He will not take something from you and then give you something less than what He gave you than what you gave Him. No, He gave His son. Um, so that you would have eternal life. He paid the price for your sin, for my sin, so that we did not have to. He takes our hopelessness and he gives us hope. He takes our worry and our fear and he exchanges it for peace. He takes our sickness and he exchanges it for healing and health and wholeness. Whatever we give him, he will always exchange up. He doesn't want us to stay where we're at. We're always growing in God. And we're always on a journey. But he wants us to step into all that he has for us. And it's not, what things that God has for us isn't like, oh, in the future when I'm good, when I get my life sorted, or when I'm old enough. God has stuff for us right now. He's always speaking to us right now. He has revelation for us right now, regardless of our age. Even for the little kids, for the little ones, he has stuff for them. He's speaking to them. And it says in the Bible that you know, Jesus said that about having childlike faith, not childish faith. 
childish babies just, you know, like stomping tantrums. God, you, I deserve this. Childlike faith is trusting God. Taking as red as, as it is. You know, our kids know that the sky is blue because we tell them that the sky is blue. If we tell them that the sky is red, or the sky is um, um, you know, purple or green, or red, they'll believe us because they, know, they trust us to tell them the truth. So when God speaks to them, they trust God that you know, the Bible says that, that, um, that God speaks to me, I trust that he speaks to me. Now they have this incredible way of, um, they haven't been disappointed, and so they are able to trust him in ways that um, we have so much to learn from. Now, um, God will exchange our fear for hope and faith, our worry for peace, our addiction for freedom, our sin that causes death for everlasting life, our bad habits and our false comforts for liberty. We just have to trust him. Push out from the shore, push out from the safety net, push out from the things that restrict us and, and hold us in one place. And dealing with this stuff is uncomfortable. You know, taking that step of being vulnerable, pushing back from the shore, and not being in a, in, a, in a place that we're completely in control. It's uncomfortable, it's scary, but it's ultimately, it's beneficial for us. Now, putting ourselves in a, in a position where we have to trust that God will, will, um, will come through for us, but he does every time. The other thing that um, I love about that passage, that passage is it says, push out into deep water and let your nets out for a catch. Okay, so push out into deep water and let your nets out for a catch. Then Simon said, Master, we've been fishing all night and haven't even caught a minnow, but if you say so, I'll let out the nets. You know, Simon trusted Jesus. He trusted what he said, even though naturally he'd been fishing all day and had caught nothing. Logic and, and reality told him, we've been doing this all day, this is pointless. This is pointless. This is not gonna, what are you doing? This is not gonna work. But Simon said, but if you say so, I'll let out the nets. You know, regardless of what the situation said, because God told him, because Jesus said, let out your needs, he did it. And God came through. As soon as he did, his needs were filled. Even if it seems futile, if God says, trust him and act, because he comes through every time. And he can see a bigger picture than we can. Now, our pushing out into the deeper isn't actually about us. It's actually for the benefit of those around us as well. Push out into the deep and without your needs. From now on, you'll be fishing for men and women. Now, who is it around us that is going to benefit by us pushing deeper into God? By stepping into, into what it is that he has for us. Who, who is it in our lives? Who is it that we're going to encounter that are going to be affected and changed because of our obedience? Into not being about ourselves, but for stepping into more of God. You know, I know that when I step into to God more, and I and I learn to trust Him, and as I step out, 
and I trust him and he comes through for me on the small things and I learn to trust him on the bigger things and he'll come through for me and so then I can trust him for something bigger and there's something bigger and something bigger. You know, you might be believing for um, one person in your family to get saved or a friend to get saved. And at the moment, it might even just be so, seem too, too much to believe for, too much to hope for, but that's impossible. But I want to encourage you, push into God. Go deeper with him. Pray for that person. Don't give up on that person. Believe for that person. And see God come through. See what he does. Because then after that person gets saved, who else can you believe for? Can you believe for your entire family to get saved? Can you believe for your school to get saved? For your workplace to get saved? For our town to get saved. I mean, what an incredible impact it would have. Like, if every person in Cromwell came to know Jesus and to know about the hope that they have in him and that they are created on purpose for a purpose for him. What an incredible difference it would make to our region. What an incredible difference it would make to our nation. To a generation of young and old who do not yet know him. Now, I would encourage you. Push it deeper into God. Push out into the deep. Take the risk and see what he does. See how he meets you and what he does in that place. Amen.